Welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Dave Keene. Today, I hear, I'm here with uh, Pastor Grant Henson. Hello. Good morning, all. Good morning, all. That's right. Well, John Whitaker, our normal podcastee, uh, is at home with the family uh, battling um, the COVID-19 virus, uh, so praying for his health and recovery. Um, uh, grateful for this opportunity to be with you, brother, to talk a little bit about uh, Acts uh, chapter uh, 8. Um, let's let's begin by just um, reading the text. We're going to be not the whole text, but just uh, go paragraph uh, by paragraph. Mm-hmm. Acts eight nine, but there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city, amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him, from the least to the greatest, saying, "This man is the power of God that is called great." And they paid attention to him. Because of a long time, he had amazed them with his magic. Uh, when I was first read this text, this idea of that he called himself somebody great, and that the people paid attention to him, right? When you think about this idea of just in the text first, right? When you know Simon's trying to draw attention to himself, what were some of your observations, or maybe even from some from the message, or just reading it? Yeah, um, just honestly, uh, how easily we can fall into that. Um, but I guess for me, uh, my first, when you were teaching it, my first thought was when, uh, now in the NBA, like a player can kind of run a whole organization, uh, and demand a trade, demand this because I am that guy. Um, and I think our society, you know, this movie will be a success if you have that guy or that woman in that movie yeah it's interesting we're, we're old old school right mm-hmm. you know so we are uh, uh 90s basketball right? amen <laughs> even michael jordan at his height right he still was not running the bulls organization right right the, yep. the management was running the organization mm-hmm. now you know there really is this look at how great i am and therefore you need to listen to me because yeah. of my words uh and there's not as much of a humility kind of that's even part of our general general culture, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think you're right. I do think that in in the, in the human heart, and I, I I think this would be accurate, is that at, at the core is we want to think that we're great, right? Yeah. The defiance in the garden. You see Adam and Eve saying, um, you know, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Is God my really authority? Like yeah. I want to be wise, therefore mm-hmm. I should do this. This is how Satan is playing with uh, Eve's emotions there. So I do think that there, there is this idea of trying to make our name great. Yeah. And I think that's why I went to the Tower of Babel, you know, kind of like at the pinnacle of the, the prologue mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, uh, of the Bible and the world. We see this idea they wanted to make a name for themselves, mm-hmm. which is, I think, at the core of all sin, right? It's, it's I am not going to submit to somebody greater than me. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah. And as I went there kind of first, um, I... I I was I was taken aback uh, to when I was in my uh, mid twenties and uh, reading First Corinthians and where Paul says I'm going to use the foolish and unwise things of this world and I remember laying in my bed and shaking my head back and forth in disagreement like really no maybe this is a <laughs> exclusion here yeah. for myself but uh, you know how quickly. You know, we, we think that can be us to make a na- great name for ourselves. Or I'm wise, I'm smart, I'm able to really do yeah. things to pull you in 
Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't think, maybe we can talk about this just very briefly, but yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with ambition, mm. right? I think there is godly ambition, um, but it's not for your own namesake, mm-hmm. right? It's for the name and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But I don't think there's anything wrong with laboring um, and desiring to do much for his namesake. Yes. You know, I think that William Carey, the great missionary to India, you know, uh, that great sermon that he preached, expect great things, you know, mm. work, well, I can't quote, expect great things from God and, you know, um, work really hard, whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you I know, know what you're saying. Uh, my memory's not. I can't remember it right now either. Working, but, you, know, um, you know, we want to labor hard for the Lord, right? Uh, that's um, Grant's phone. He's not used to this podcast thing. Yeah, uh, silent for that. Uh, but I mean, there's this idea of like, yes, we want to work hard and labor hard for the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Paul gives himself to the calling of Christ, and he wanted to make his. The Lord Jesus' name is great. He wanted to plant lots of churches. Yeah. But he didn't ever wanted to do it for his own namesake. Right. Right. We always want to want to labor for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Which is really the, the, the turn there in um, what P- Philip did. But when they believed, the, the people of Samaria, Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And then seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. But we see this often in the New Testament, right? Miracles and signs and wonders are happening and they're amazed, right? Yeah. People were amazed in Jesus' day, right? Yeah. And many people didn't follow him, mm-hmm. didn't follow him, weren't willing to follow him as Lord and Savior, even though they were amazed at his teachings, mm-hmm. right? So I think there's an element here that's happening even in Samaria, right, where you see it in, in Jerusalem. I didn't draw this out in the sermon, but you have in Jerusalem, they saw the wonders and signs that Philip and John did mm-hmm. to the lame man. And the folks in the Sanhedrin still didn't want to believe in Jesus, right? right? Yeah. It, it, it's this, this man's name, right, is the reason why this man is well. And they didn't want to believe in the name. And now you're going to a new region, right? And what are you, what are you seeing? Signs and wonders are happening, and yet people um, are amazed. Mm-hmm. And we'll see later, well, Philip, or Simon, didn't really believe. Right. He was just amazed. Yeah. So any, any thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think it was, I thought you drew that out really well in the sermon because when you first just read over it you see that somebody believed it's like oh hey that's great and every single one of the commentaries said luke gives no indication that simon's belief is any different than anything else right yeah and so i thought you did a really good job because i think we could have as a congregation overlooked that uh in a manner of saying oh yeah oh well then now what's the problem what's going on here you know um, as we kind of continue on down that road as you're reading. Yeah, and I think, you know, what did, he, what did Philip preach? He preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name Jesus Christ. Right. right? So Amen. this idea, that's where I was kind of drawing that idea of a name. You know, Simon wanted to make a name for himself. Mm-hmm. And as we'll find out, of course, he has that name, right? You know, Simony or Simon, the idea of purchasing a church office. It's a, it's a form of heresy. Yeah. Um, and, and Philip, no, his, his, his name was not a name for a name for himself, but for Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. So uh, I love that. Um, well, we see in verse 14, this is kind of I think, a really important part of the message, is now when the apostles at, Jer- um, at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them. Uh, he, he had not yet fallen on any of them, that's important, y'all. Uh, but they had been only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when they laid their hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. I reference that he he is a he, the Holy Spirit, the third person yeah. of the Trinity. He is not an it. He is not a force. He is not 
you know, the Star Wars Force, he is a person, the third person of, uh, of the Trinity. Uh, but I, I think that it's really important to understand what this context is happening. Because we've seen this in our day, right? Yeah. Lots of people who would say, unless you have a... Uh, a miraculous experience mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. then you're not really fully saved. Right. Where, 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 where have you encountered that? Yeah. Um, I mean, just uh, kind of even people within the church, if you can't specifically pick out a date and a time where God miraculously transformed your heart and you chopped off every arm you've got and gouged out every eye that you have, then that wasn't a true salvation. Um, and so I would say just uh, one in, in the church. Um, but then as you encounter people who did genuinely get saved, but then were pressed to, I have to have this little extra, yeah. but I must be less than because I don't have this particular gifting. Yeah, I think so, some some commentators would say that Simon was the his view here, um, and this idea was kind of like the birth of Gnosticism that you need to have something extra or something special. Mm -hmm. I have seen this before a lot of in the charismatic movement, mm -hmm. where you are a Christian, you're following Jesus, and you have the joy of the Lord. Right, you generally love Jesus, and you generally are trying to serve Him and follow Him. But they'll say, well, because you have not had a speaking in tongues experience, mm -hmm. well, then you are less than. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, but I think Paul says this in Ephesians 5, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What is being filled with the Holy Spirit? What qualifies that filling? This is part of what I talked about even uh, last week is singing songs and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and spiritual, spiritual songs, giving thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. Right. So being filled with the Spirit is having the fruits of the Spirit. Love, right. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Like that, that, is, that, that is what defines us as, yeah. as believers. We have the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. Every good tree bears good fruit. Yeah. And I think what we see often, you have to have this experience. And I think misreading of this, it, it confuses things, yeah. right? I just, just to drive this point home, you don't, the Holy Spirit doesn't come in two stages. Right. When you believe, mm -hmm. you believe by the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit awakens your mind and your heart in order to believe, right? Yeah. You are converted. You are born again. You are sealed the very mm -hmm. moment of conversion. Uh, and this is happening specifically for the Samaritans and the advancement of the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit waited until the apostles came down so that they were able to witness with their yeah. own eyes that the Samaritans have the same thing as the Jews. Yeah. There is no distinction in the kingdom of God, right? We are all one people. There are no second-class citizens in the kingdom of God. And I think there were second-class citizens in that day, yes, right? They were people that were so. looked at as dogs, right? Mm -hmm. The Samaritans were even looked at as, as dogs yeah. or half-breeds. And yeah. that is that is that should have no place in the kingdom of God, right? right? There is no partiality. God shows no partiality. Yeah. Uh, the rich, the poor, the, the black, the white, the male or female, we are all one right. in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why they waited. They yeah. didn't wait so that they, you know, that the Holy Spirit, that we had to have this miraculous tongues experience. This experience was exceptional mm -hmm. and it involved the progression of the kingdom of God moving to a new people. Advancing exactly the way that he told us it would in Acts 1-8. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I think that, that point being hammered home uh, was just so beautiful and got my uh, greatest amen uh, amen. There, <laughs> there in, amen. 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 Uh, 
And, and so I, I thought that was really uh, well done um, because it can just be even a, a, a misunderstanding of baptism in our day, like that there is something extra spiritual that is supposed to happen to you after you go down into those waters. Yeah. And, 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 and so the misunderstanding there of those different nuances that, that the Lord has called us to do. Yeah, and I do think there are times when the Holy Spirit comes in a very pronounced way uh, for some people after conversion, right? I've, I've read stories, D.L. Moody, uh, John Flavel, who I did my dissertation on, had an experience like that. Even the Apostle Paul, maybe when he was taken to the third heavens, mm-hmm. he references that in First, Second Corinthians. So I think there's times where there is a very unique, powerful um, filling of the Holy Spirit. Yes. But that's it seems to be more in a um, form of ministry like the Holy Spirit worked in the Old Testament, right? Where um, the, the saints then were filled with the Holy Spirit to do something in his namesake, like mm-hmm. an Elijah or an Elisha or like the, the judges, you know, mm-hmm. um, Simeon or Gideon in particular is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, but, but it's, it's really important because a misunderstanding of this yeah. has created lots of problems and has made people feel, I didn't say this in the sermon, but I thought it, you know, the whole point of them waiting was that there would be no second class citizens in the right. kingdom. Yeah. But I think that there's some who read this text and think that if you have not had this experience, then you are a second-class citizen of yeah. the kingdom of God. So I think that a misreading of this text actually distorts yeah. and flips the, the intent of what yeah. God was doing. Well, I thought that you had placed it out very well that this has done a lot of damage to the church. You know, um, I mean, because we can, we can filter down and create in like I'd said earlier like with spiritual giftings just such a uh, you know you are not useful yeah you are not upper echelon yeah. Christian you know um, your name's not going to be made great and another thing that I'm uh, thinking of is is when we do yes we have exceptional conversions and uh, God does do miraculous things through people, but for us to flip our experience over top and it be more weighty yeah. than Scripture does, because this happened to me, that means it must happen to everyone else. It's just so dangerous and yeah. it's done so much harm. Yeah. So I want to read, uh, be careful, uh, students of Scripture. Um, and then the, the story ends with... Um, uh, Luke goes on and says, Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on the, of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said, said to him, May your silver and perish, may your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of the wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. You know, I think this is, um, you know, obviously he, which reveals that Simon wasn't really right. a believer. He was yeah. just amazed at the blessings of God and 
what the blessings of God could mean for his life and for his own fame and for his own name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Peter kind of rebuked him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, rebukes are kind, right? Mm-hmm. They're full of mercy. It helps us be corrected. Uh, now, we may not have the same um, eyes that Peter was given by the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, but I do think when we give rebuke, right, we're trying to give rebuke in a godly way to awaken people to truth, and we shouldn't respond negatively to that. When you think of, of, of Simon and how, you know, his interaction here, what were some of the things that you, you see? Yeah, um, I, I guess even like the, uh, the uh, just the audacity, honestly, uh, to, to kind of ask immediately, like, like, oh, I see this three-step process that you have for me to achieve what I want. So here, this is how I must obtain it. And, and you can see that he totally just misses the mark of the true gift of what Jesus Christ is and who he is. And that this free gift of what he has done, it is nothing by our own works. Yeah. And I think, you know, we often can fall into the trap of trying to earn our salvation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I have seen this often with people when they think that they're walking right with God, right? It's um, really where they're doing things for God, right? The first way is not the way, best way of saying it. When people are doing things for the Lord, they feel closer to Him. They feel like they are more loved by Him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In, in some sense, that's the, the seed form of I can earn God's love. Yeah. I can earn God's favor. This is one of the reasons why when we sin, we don't feel loved by God. We mm-hmm. don't want to go to him because right. we feel like we need to earn it. So we need, we need to clean ourselves up right. before we can come to him. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you're thinking that way, that's just not the way that you should be thinking, right? You want to approach the Lord with a uh, pure heart, right? Mm-hmm. And realizing that there's nothing that you can do to make you make him love you more, and there's nothing that you can do to make him love you less, right? right? Like um, he, is, he loves you far more than you can ever dare dream uh, and you know he is so good to you and so um, holy and so righteous and yet he still has set his love and affection upon you yeah. Um, yeah so there, there's there are some so there's some there's some things I think anytime we read the scriptures that we want to do some heart work right and is there anything that we need to, to repent of right yeah. and and Simon um, had the opportunity to repent and then he didn't right yeah. you know uh, he had somebody else and he was avoiding the consequences and mm-hmm. maybe if you want to read uh, second Corinthians um, uh, seven, six, and seven of this idea of of uh, godly repentance versus a worldly right. repentance, right? Of godly grief versus a worldly grief to help us think about this. But then I just love this last little bit as we close is uh, verse twenty five. Now when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem preaching the gospel to many villages of Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Now the they was Peter and John, right? right? They went back to Jerusalem. But they went about preaching to the Samaritans. They weren't preaching yeah. to the Samaritans in Jerusalem, yeah. uh, but they realized, wait, we need to take this gospel. Because now they realize that the gospel is not just for the Jews. The gospel is for all people. It's yeah. even for the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love how Peter and John, the apostles, learned from you know, Philip, one of the deacons. So, Amen. Uh, so, yeah, praise God for his word that goes forth. And, uh, again, there's no partiality in, in the kingdom uh, of heaven. So any, any final thoughts, brother, that you would like to maybe draw out for, for, the, for our church? Uh, that sometimes when we, we are true to the word of God and 
uh, rebuke someone, uh, sometimes we we don't think that that really gives our our spirit life and fuel. Um, but as we see, I mean, they were excited to continue to move forward. Yeah. You know, sometimes we regret things that we oh, yeah. say oh, yeah. or uh, pull back or, you know, oh, should I, should I do that and say that? And, but it gives life just, you know, just like sharing the gospel and it being received or denied, like it, it, just sharing life gives us in our soul confidence to keep on moving forward. Yeah, no one likes to give a rebuke. Right. Right? No one wants to be in a situation where they have to give a rebuke. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's many times where I've given a rebuke and questioned myself, was I, should I have said that? Did I say it the right way? And yet, the truth matters, right? Yeah. And you should do it from a heart of love, a heart of gentleness, but you should speak the truth in mm -hmm. uh, in love. So uh, we pray, uh, beloved, as you think about um, Acts chapter 8, that you would um, think through all the different ways that you have are trying to make your name great, right? The subtle ways, I'm sure it's not obvious to many of you. Uh, has, it's not obvious to me when it happens, you know, because I think that... Um, you know, none of us are, are thinking that way, but there are times when there's this subtle seeds that kind of creep into our heart and we want to be, we want others to pay attention to us for what we have done. We've got to be very, very careful. Uh, so uh, we pray that we would uh, be a people who are sharing the gospel, that there would be unity and love around the whole body, that there would be no partiality. So Brother Grant, would you want to just pray us out? Yes. Father, we love you. Uh, we thank you for your kindness. Lord, we thank you for the gift of repentance. And Lord, I pray that when these uh, seeds of wanting to make our name great and not yours uh, sprout up within us, uh, Lord, I pray that you would bring it to our attention and we would be uh, quick to trust and obey you and to repent. Lord, I pray that you would put people in our lives that would speak true words uh, to us uh, for our good and for your name's sake. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word, and it is what we trust in and stand on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.